Hey there, it's Coach Laura with Compassionate Coaching. One of the most common questions I get is how did I start my podcast? Was it hard? Did it cost a bunch of money? Where do I even start? I'm really glad you asked because with Anchor FM, it's super easy to start recording your very own podcast. Just sign up for their free account at Anchor FM. You can record episodes from the Anchor app right on your phone or upload one from your computer. Anchor is going to lead you step-by-step in getting listed in all the major directories. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM and get started today. I know you have stuff to say and we want to hear it. Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast. We're focused on helping you love the life you already have. Episodes are generally released every Monday, except when they're not, or I don't feel like it. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching, and I am so glad you're here. If you're feeling unsatisfied with your life, if you're putting up with what does not serve you, if you're burning up all your precious energy, trying to be something or someone you're not, welcome, my friend. You are in the right place. We're here to bring you a sacred space for stepping into your authentic self, the one you were designed to be. Using coaching and human design tools, I can help you fully embrace who you are at your core so you can live a life that you truly love. Today, I am so excited, I can't stand it. I'm just beside myself. I have Robin Wynn with me here today. She's a best-selling author of Understanding Your Clients Through Human Design, the breakthrough technology, understanding the centers in human design, a facilitator's guide to transforming pain into possibility, understanding the profiles in human design, the facilitator's guide to unleashing potential. She is a married marriage and family therapist turned human design coach and trainer. And Robin works with therapists and coaches to help them understand how they best operate as a way to improve their results with their clients. She lives on, get this, Maui. I'm a little jealous there with her wife, Yaro. And below today's episode, I'm going to make sure I put all the links to get in touch with Robin, how to get her free book uh, called Understanding Your Clients Through Human Design, which I myself have read. It is a must read. If you are interested in human design whatsoever, get all of her books. Trust me, you can't go wrong there. So totally. Oh, Robin, I'm so excited to have you with me today. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Laura. I, I'm I'm thrilled. I love what you're doing. I feel like you're bringing a great service. I, someone recently said that they were an ambassador of human design. I can feel this ambassador quality to you, like an ambassador of bringing really self-love ultimately or love of love of life love of self in a profound and um, lived way so i'm i'm thrilled to be here with you oh wow thank you for that i don't know that i've ever considered myself an ambassador of anything (laughs) but it is you know it is my life mission to hold this compassionate healing space so that we have all the tools and resources we need to really love our life you know, to love ourselves, to accept ourselves, to just understand ourselves and how we fit together just on a little bit deeper level, you know, just a little at a time, layer by layer. Mm. So Robin, would you be so kind if people haven't heard of you, could you tell us a little bit more about you, kind of like where you're from, what's your bag, what are you passionate about, that kind of stuff? Sure. It's funny, you know, 
This is what I love about human design. It's like whomever you're sitting in front of brings out different things, right? That's part of it. We're in relationship to each other and different aspects of us are revealed in relation to each other. So I'm sitting here with you. And the first thing that comes up is to say, wow, I was the first girl after five boys. And then I had a younger sister and I had no clue who I was and how I fit into the world. I was it was pretty much of a disaster. It was one of those, where did I land and what am I doing here? Hello, this is not my world. And uh, I struggled. I had a real first 30 years were, you know, they were hard. They were a mess. And I did a lot of work, did a lot of therapy, became a therapist, studied a lot of paths, spiritual, psychological, body-oriented, everything I could do to try to find a way to live in the world that that worked because it really didn't work. I was was the, you know, the square peg and with trying to fit into a round hole. And, you know, I got a lot of great support. I, I did a lot of great work. I learned a lot of great things. But honestly, it wasn't until I found human design that it went could chunk. All the pictures kind of fell into place and I understood, oh, I was designed to struggle. Oh, I was designed to spend those first 30 years, you know, trying to find my way, messing up every every which way to gain experience and knowledge. This was my path. Oh, I have an open G center. Oh, I I don't know who I am. I'm not supposed to know who I am. I don't have a role to play in this world that's consistent. The compassion that I was flooded with. People could tell me stuff from the outside. Oh, you're great. Because I put on a good show. I didn't look like a disaster. I looked I looked pretty good in the world, but it was, you know, it was it was trying to be rather than being. And so human design gave me the opportunity to really, it was, it was like undeniable. I just looked at the visuals of my chart, just saw, oh, my son is in gate three, difficulty at the beginning. No wonder this is not wrong, right? The culture would say this is wrong, to struggle is wrong, to have a hard time. No, this was my path. And out of that path, I... I learned so much to help other people. So I became a psychotherapist. I said that. Then I was introduced to human design after 20 years, 15, 20 years of being a psychotherapist. And that was it. I I had, I brought, I ran all of my clients' charts. I sat there in the room with the charts year after year, session after session, learning about them. It changed how they saw themselves, how I saw them. It just it made a different filter to look at ourselves through. So I then wrote three books on human design. I just launched the last one uh, last in March, into March. And I really, my intention really in my own ambassador role was to, I couldn't do enough sessions on people individually. So I wanted to train people who were impacting others to use this work with their clients and, and for their own capacity to work with people to improve their own capacity to work with people i was seeing so many coaches coach people in ways that were not appropriate for who they were coaching when i was in coaching groups it was like 
You cannot do that. That is a 4-1 profile. You cannot coach that person that way. That is a projector. What are you telling them? Why are you telling them that? Right? It just, so that's, that's my passion. That's my gig um, to really help people connect to human design, not just at the um, informational level, but really at the transmission uh, level. Bingo. Yeah, you, you yeah. nailed it. You totally nailed it. There is a lot of information, okay? It's dense information in human design. There's there's symbols and there's squares and there's squiggles and there's numbers and there's points and there's, you know, there's points after the points and there's arrows and there's all like that. There's all this stuff. But when you just begin at the beginning, get a chart, get someone to help you understand your chart and look. And how beautifully you're designed. And I know you were saying there was this struggle in the beginning. And I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, is that the sixth part where you were designed to struggle? And I thought, you know, and my heart broke just a little because I had such a similar experience. You know, when you were sharing that, it's like, why is nothing working for me? And why is everything a struggle? And why do I have to fall on my face all the time? And, and, and the first thing I think I said when my life coach introduced Amy Douglas, introduced me to human design was, why would anybody be designed to struggle? <laughs> and really with working with, with her and the compassion, it was like, that's where my growth happened. That's what gives me, I think, the experience and the wisdom to really be able to help others with my own story is having gone through that struggle. Would you agree that, that there's some, some benefit that comes from the struggle? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple things. One, you're talking about the six-line yeah. profile and the first 30 years yeah. is a challenge because they're learning by mm -hmm. trial and error. And and every time they learn some, we learn something, we upgrade. So it's a process of upgrading through throwing yourself in, learning by hands-on learning. And that's important. That's an important learning style. If there's nothing wrong with that if we frame it as, what did you learn, not Oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. Right? Well, well, what did you learn by that? You know, I actually have the gate of struggle in my spiritual path. So, I mean, it's all over my chart. But the thing is, I help. I, okay. It's like having a certain karma, and you can either live it personally for me, that gate 28 struggle is spiritual path. Or I can help people with struggle. Mm. It's in my field. Yeah. Right? I'm here to help people with yes. their struggles. I love your perception on that. Like it's depending on which, which way you want to look at it. Am I a victim of the circumstances or am I going to embrace the gift that I got from that struggle? Oh, exactly. Are we, are we at the effect or are we the oh. cause? How do we become cause in the matter? That's deep. That's really deep. I'm like, wow. Sit with that just for a second. Yeah, I love that. Now, before we get too much into all things human design, I wonder if I might inquire, how did human design come to you in the first place? How, how did this show up in your life? So I was in a teacher training for the diamond work with Faisal Mukadam. Uh, the diamond work is a psycho-spiritual path that uses the Enneagram. Okay as a, a basis. So we've been studying the Enneagram and it, it, it looks at how you left yourself, basically how you left your essential self 
different ways you left your essential self and how to reclaim your essential self using the Enneagram. It's a beautiful, beautiful system, powerful system. And there was a woman in that, in the teacher training named Kamud, who was from Ireland. And she, um, she kept talking about human design. And it took me about a year before I had a session with her. And once I got in there, she said, oh, it was perfect that it took you this long because you have a defined emotional solar plexus and you're supposed to really take your time with decisions. So I'm sitting there and she's showing me all the squiggles and all the, you know, we're looking at the computer and I'm like overload, tilt, tilt, Mm -hmm. tilt, right? Um, (laughs) And my eyes are glazing over. I'm like this. And it was so, this was 2000 and four or five, somewhere in there. And um, she said, uh, I'm a generator. And she said, my wife is a projector. And that, nothing else stuck, but took, but those two things changed everything. That changed my relation. You know, we were talking earlier before we got on the podcast about relationships and human design and, and how it, understanding someone shifts the entire relationship. Well, my wife and I, we, you know, she she was a body worker. I was a therapist. We'd done a lot of work. We had a great relationship, but there was a place that we just couldn't figure out with each other. I like to get up in the morning and I like to go. She liked to hang out. She liked to rest. She liked to take naps. She she didn't have that generator Mm -hmm. motor. And I thought she was a lazy bum and she thought I was a workaholic. Wow. Yeah. And it was just a rub. We always had, no matter how good everything else was, we had this underlying rub. Once we learned the difference, we began to respect that, honor that, work with that. And it's a practice, right? To this day, it's still a practice of, oh, this is the difference. This, these are our differences and honoring and respecting our differences. But it changed everything. It totally changed my life. That first that first session, discovering the difference between my wife and I. Wow, amazing. And I do love talking about relationships with literally everyone. It doesn't have to be an intimate relationship. It can be relationships, not just with family, but, but with people you, you meet. And I think when when we understand that you know our energy type is so unique to each of us and in the way that that shows up and once once i understand that say my my husband's a generator and i'm a manifesting generator and i will always move faster than he does i'm just boom i'm you know i'm on stuff way faster than he is and i have a different authority a sacral authority versus his emotional authority i have to wait for him to make a decision. And there's no way I can rush that. And if I do, I'll get my head bit off that <laughs> we had a rub on trying to make decisions, you know, cause I'm like, well, of course we should buy it. Just do it. You know? Yeah. It feels, yes, yes. I'm getting a yes. Let's do it. And he's like, Hmm, let's see. Here's number one. Here's why that won't work. <laughs> and we were so different that way. But once, once we understand more about our design, I had this deep well of compassion. Like I thought I was already compassionate, but it just opened so much more to honor the other person's process. I mean, really, without wishing it was different or trying to change it, just going, wow, 
that's the way my partner operates. And, you know, if I want to be in this relationship successfully, I need to honor that process for the other person. Exactly. I, I love that you said that because that is my biggest takeaway from human designer gift is compassion. It's just like, oh my gosh, understanding the other, having compassion for difference, compassion and understanding. It's, 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 it's a profound paradigm shift. It's, um, I love to use the words mind blowing. My mind is blown on a regular basis. The more I experiment and dance with and play with human design, the more I'm just like completely blown, blown away. But I digress a little. I was asking you how you found human design. And so that was your first exposure to human design. And you took what you could use and you left the rest. Then what happened? Right. So uh, then fast forward to 2013 and I'm at a friend's house visiting um, and she's, this is, we're in Inverness, Northern California, and on her coffee table is this red book. And you know how books jump out at you? The book jumped out at me, and I started reading it. And the was uh, Karen Curry Parker's first book, Understanding mm. Human Design, and the whole system just downloaded yeah. into me. It was just like, I got it. I, this is simple. I got it. What was woo and what was out of, you know, what was not understandable before just made perfect sense, complete perfect sense. And that's when I started running clients charts and sitting with them and really entered into human design full on. You know what it's like when it gets you, when that triangle takes you, it's like, there's no stopping. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I was introduced to human design and it was another two years before it came back and then, whoa, like I went boom down the rabbit hole and I'm still like, I came out in China and now I think I'm somewhere near Mars and I'm like, what? it's so deep and so dense. It's so deep. And I never get tired of talking about it. There's always something, there's some some aspect will of human design as a whole will jump out at me and then I want to know everything there is to know about that it was just recently the arrows which we which are the variables in human design and like I want to know all the way I want to know all the layers on I'm digging 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 and I'm still a little like that information is is still processing in there but it was so amazing like it human design tells me absolutely anything and everything I ever wanted to know about myself and about you it is an incredible, incredible tool. What are you currently focused on in human design? Well, yeah, I I just wrote the book on the profile. So that is foremost in my mind at this point, the profiles. And I actually, I'm just um, with a, a, a colleague and a mentor uh, who is a essential oil um, master, has just created a whole a line of essential oils for the profiles. So, yeah, so we're about to launch that and uh, have people working with that transmission piece and working with aligning to, with their profiles through essential Mm. oils. And it's amazing. It's been an amazing process to, uh, to access at a nonverbal level that, uh, 
frequency of the profile and to align with it in a, in a I'm new way. I'm going to some of that. <laughs> yes, so you are. Some of that, make sure that we get that information out as soon as it's ready for sure. I, but, um, I do yeah. have a really broad audience and some are human design specialists and coaches and some are not. And some are people who have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> when I tell people I have a podcast, they're like, oh, where is it? So I have people of all different levels of exposure to human design that listen. And I wonder if we could take a little bit of time to talk about human design profiles, what that means for if you don't know anything about profiles, we can get into that a little. And we also want you to get Robin's book on profiles because it's going to be truly amazing, just like everything else she's written. But I wonder, Robin, if you want to kick off sort of what is a profile? It sounds like you're profiling me, you know, so we want to make sure that there's no negative connotation <laughs> on profile. Maybe tell us a little about what that is and then maybe explore some or all of them, whatever you feel drawn to. Sure, absolutely. So there are many aspects to a human design chart and you do not have to know all of them to benefit from knowing pieces of them. Like, for example, if you know your, your type, you're a manifesting generator. I'm a generator. That's that's a doorway into understanding who you are. Um, if you want to look at your, there's just different ways. I won't go down all the rabbit holes, but there's different lenses you can look through. One of the lenses you can look through is your profile. And your profile are two numbers that are taken from the I Ching hexagram. So if you don't know the I Ching is, just bear with me. This will just take one second and we'll be over the, tech, the, <laughs> the techie part of this. So a hexagram is six lines. The first line starts at the bottom and then it goes up. So the profiles are taken from those six lines. Each of those lines has an energy or a frequency, an information, a quality depending on what and so we've got two we've got two numbers one through six twice so there's the one three profile the two four profile the three five profile there's 12 profiles one of those numbers is going to be the first number is going to be what we call your conscious and the second number is going to be what we call your unconscious so for example you're a four six laura yes right so if we look at that fourth line it's all about connecting connecting to people networking you doing this podcast is in perfect alignment with your fourth line the fourth line is looking at relationships investigating relationships gathering information it's creating a a, a web of support both for themselves and other people just again this podcast is a perfect example of a fourth line, a fourth line activity, right? You yes, know this, right? I do. Um, uh, that fourth line, um, again, stepping into that, I had to, I had to do a little work around that because when I first heard that was the networking thing, I went, nah, -uh. <laughs> because I had been, um, struggling with the networking thing. And, you know, I was just basically, um, I don't like to use the word wrong, but I was kind of doing it wrong. But as I really like I've stepped in and, and embraced the fourth line, all of this opened up. 
Right. So I think we're talking about maybe some conditioning there and some old stories running about that. And so it took a little while for me to step into that fourth line. It and 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 you know, it's the conscious part, right? Like it should be obvious to me, but it wasn't at first until I really got a little help from my own life coach around that and stepping into that fourth line. Yeah, because when I look at your chart, there's some things that that could um, make it harder for you to have that be easy and natural and available to you, right? You, you've got that open identity center. So you're not quite sure who am I and, you know, what what network am I going to be in? And um, you've got the 12. So you're a little cautious about when you speak and it's in your moon. You know, the moon is in the 12. So it's it's a powerful, yeah, you're here to speak. You're totally here to speak, right? Mm-hmm. You're here to speak. You're here mm-hmm. to network. But a lot of times people hear the word network and they say, oh, I don't have a network or, but really we say the fourth line is as good as their network. Mm-hmm. That the network is everything to you. The network, your partners come through your network, your jobs come through your network, your houses come through your network. The best way for you to operate is in a very personal level. So what happened? How did we hook up? Christy told me, you know, check out Laura. She's looking for people for her podcast, right? That's a network. You didn't have to do anything. The network yeah. did it. You know, I think of that movie Avatar. Mm-hmm. Remember that movie, the, yeah. the blue people Sigourney and Weaver. the tree? And they, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they connected to yeah. this network, yeah. right? They connected to the network. That's what you are. You're in, it's like a invisible web that brings energy and brings resources to you and from you to other people. And that's what you're doing. You're offering resources to other people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite beautiful. So, so that four is called the, um, it's called the opportunist in traditional human design. And let me just say a few of the names in human design are a little bit mm-hmm. dodgy. And, but I want you to understand the kind of the, the background meaning of that, which is the opportunist is looking for opportunities. And that is a yeah. good thing. Opportunities to share information, opportunities to support people. So it's not opportunist in an egoic way so much as in a, I mean, it could be, it could be that way, but we're really talking about a higher vibrational frequency way. So, yeah, so you've got that four. So anybody out there who has a four, fourth line, I'm a little envious of fourth lines, honestly, just to be, just to be, (laughs) because you do have, it is one of your long suits, connection, the capacity to connect. It's natural. Yes, and as, um, as I step into who I am, as I let go of some of the old stories, I can see how it's been working in my life. I just hadn't been aware of it. And when I look at all of my previous experiences, when I'm in a network, when I'm in a community, when I'm in collaboration, I'm the happiest and most successful. And I can see that in hindsight, I can see, yeah, that was going on. I just wasn't wasn't really aware of it. And, and it's just, yeah. And uh, the second number in my profile is your first number, right? 
Yes, but hang okay. on. I just want to say one thing from my book when I talk about the the lines. I want to I I talk about uh, this. There's a Greek word called entelechy, and it means like your purpose. Like it's like the acorn has the entelechy to become an oak oh. tree. Yeah. Right. So that that fourth line, the entelechy of that fourth line is to enrich communities. This is, I'm taking this from my book, is to enrich communities with their ideas and to transform people's lives through their insight. Whoa. Mind blowing. (laughs) You can see my face, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Deeply influential. Right. Yeah. Now there is. I okay. I'll just pause and let you. Because it looks like you're processing. My eyeballs are going boinging back and forth in their sockets. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Mic drop. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So there's that friendly nature. That I think of the fourth line as the whisperers. Like you, you say things that change people's lives in a very personal Mm. way. And you never know when it's going to happen, right? You can be in a relationship a long time and then suddenly you say something and bam, everything's different for that person. That's, um, that's given me all kinds of goosebumps and chills. I, um, just a couple of days ago, I, you know, I, you know, my emotions kind of go up and down, even though I don't have emotional authority, I have emotions. And sometimes I get into this whole, um, I don't know why I keep podcasting. Nobody's going to listen. And I don't know what I have to say. And I get into, I don't know what that's all about. Maybe, I don't know, one of the planets got into the wrong gate or something. But it occurred to me that I never know what I'm going to say that's going to affect somebody. And I may never know what effect that that has. And then I, I put it out there and it reverberates out in the universe. And then it's no longer my business. And I was having this conversation with like, I don't know, three different people because I had said something that led me to connecting with Christy that connected me with you, that connected me. Right. And there's that four at work. And exactly. but we never know as, you know, particularly four line people, what we say, how that's going to affect somebody's life in what ways, where it's going to go. And we may never know. And then it was just totally okay. I gave a hundred percent permission for that to go out and do whatever God wanted it to do to release it and let it fly. It was, and it was so liberating to just let go of all the results. Like I do a podcast and it may have one listen. It might have a hundred thousand listens, but that wasn't my business. Yeah. So, Oh, gave me chills. You just plugged right into my, my energy there. My spirit and soul just went, Oh, I've been seen. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. That fourth line is these profiles, when we claim yeah. them and use them as like organizing principles in our mm-hmm. lives, they are support. They are like, it's like vitamins. It's like energetic support. They are, they are huge supports. They're, they're wind under our wings. They're really powerful. Yeah. So that's your conscious. That fourth line is your conscious. And if we look at your unconscious, it's the sixth line. Right. And you would think the sixth line would be the highest line, but it actually isn't. The fifth line we consider the highest. The sixth line is already 
circling back down to the first. So it's kind of like um, the wise soul at the end of life, right? Yeah. You've, you've gone through life. You're, you're, you're a, a, wise, a wise being. You're an old soul. You have the long view of life, the eagle's view. You, you can see ahead and you can't understand why people don't see what you see because it's so okay, I, she's nodding. And Kate, since you can't see her, I'm just telling oh, yeah. you, yep. mm-hmm. she's I'm nodding. Going, mm-hmm. Laura is nodding. Was going, yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> um, and the, the, this is an interesting thing because these two lines are in relationship with each other, right? And they're different. So they have to navigate the difference of the relationship. The sixth line likes to stay on the outskirts of a group, Mm -hmm. whereas the fourth line likes to be in the group, right? Likes to be in the community. So there can be some confusion there or having to navigate. Do I stay out? Do I go in? Yeah. Uh, Well, how am I going to navigate this time? For sure. Right. And whereas the fourth line is really here to impact people at a very personal level, the sixth line is here to impact strangers of consequence. Hmm. I like the way you said that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a kind of karmic, we say with the fifth and sixth line, there's a, a kind of a karmic relationship quality with the sixth hmm. line, fifth and sixth lines. Like anyone who comes to your, into your life is deemed to come into your life. And any, at any moment, any one of those, could be life-changing, your yeah. life-changing circumstance. Could be in the grocery store, could mm-hmm. be anywhere. You don't know. Yeah. The other thing about the sixth line is that they're looking for their soulmate. Hmm. They are they are bonders. They like to find their soulmate. So you, if you have a sixth line and you're not in a relationship, I've seen many sixth lines suffer when they haven't found their soulmate. There's a suffering that happens because... There's a deep desire for that, that bond. There is. And I can attest that what Robin is saying is absolutely 1000% correct. Yes. When, yeah. when a six line is in a relationship, that's not the right one. <clears throat> there is a deep level of suffering in that. And I can speak to that. She's absolutely correct mm-hmm. on that. And the six line is very fascinating. It has so many aspects to it. Yeah. So let me talk about those aspects. It's the only line that has three phases. The first, and we we were touching on this a little bit earlier, the first phase is the first 30 years of your life. The first 30 years of your life, you're learning by trial and error. You're acting like a third line. You're embodying whatever you do. Oh, someone tells you don't touch the stove. It's hot. Well, you're going to touch the stove. You won't believe them until you, t- yeah, until you touch that stove. You do not believe them. You have to try it out and you make mistakes, quote unquote. We say you never make mistakes. You know, we say, what did you learn? But, but you, it's trial and error. You're experimenting, you're finding out. Um, And as you find out, you transform, you transform the world, you transform your life. And so that first 30 years are really important. Uh, It's kind of like a child learning to walk. If you think of it that way, let's take the, the trauma out of it for a second. A child learning to walk. They put their foot on their heel. They put their foot on their instep. They, they're trying different ways. And then they finally find the place where their foot hits the ground solidly, flat, to walk. 
Mm-hmm. Right. But they have to do all that experimentation before they find the place. Oh, this is it. OK. So you're doing all that experimentation for those first 30 years of your life. The next 20, roughly 20 years of your life, we, we call it on the roof. You're looking around and learning by witnessing. Whereas before you were learning by doing, now you're learning by witnessing. This can be a somewhat frustrating time for six lines because they're like, why isn't the rubber hitting the road? Why am, why aren't I out there more? What's, you know, there can be a kind of a feeling of, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be out there. Around 50 at the Chiron region, what we call the Chiron return, if they've done their work, there is the opportunity, the potential to be the role model. They've tried everything, they've learned everything by witnessing, and then they step into an embodied place of being the role model. Now, what their role modeling really is, and I'll I'll just read the IntelliKey of the sixth line, it will say it, to embody, witness, and live the highest potential of what it means to be a human as the role model of possibility for others, to claim and live by their inner authority. Mm. The sixth line is helping all of humanity make a shift back to our inner authority. We have abdicated. This is part of why we suffer, right? This is why we don't love the life we live, because we've abdicated our authority to our parents, our teachers, our friends, our bosses. We've abdicated. We're reclaiming our authority, reclaiming our inner guidance. Yeah. We're, we're stopping looking outside ourselves for what we know to Absolutely. be Absolutely. And following your own authority has had an enormous impact on my life. You know, instead of I should do this or, you know, they said I ought to do that other thing or whatever. And if, if inside I'm going, no, and I do it anyway to try to people please and be something I'm not, I regret it every time. It drains all my energy. It leaves me angry, frustrated, depressed. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, you should do this and this. If you really want to be successful, you should do. And I'm like, if if inside me, I have a no to that, it's a no. And I've learned to really respect that. And, I, you know, um, my partner has this emotional authority and he knows what it feels like what it feels like emotionally for him to, to be a no and do it anyway as well. We just had this conversation yesterday. It's amazing. And when, when it's a no for him, if he can just, instead of like trying to get people to like him or do a, you know, if he just honors that inner authority, life unfolds in a way that's incredibly natural, whole and complete. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so if it's okay, I'll just complete your your profile. So you're what's called a four six Mm -hmm. profile, opportunist role model. Again, I've I've changed that word opportunist to connector role model, uh, just because it's a little easier to lean into. Um, so this is I'll just say a little bit when they come together, they're the. They're the only two. Well, I won't go into that. Um, so the the four six can get exhausted being around people. It has to take yeah. breaks. 
and step mm-hmm. away. Right? And friendships are super important for the four six. There's that tension between the fourth and the sixth line we talked about. And you're not necessarily here to be impacted by people, but you're really waiting to impact people. Wow. Does that resonate? Yeah. Yeah. So the four six are people like, I'll just give you some examples, Dalai Lama, Dolly Parton. Prince Charles, Joe Biden, uh, Robert Kennedy, Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, Whitney Houston, Gloria Esteban. These are big, big people, right? This is this four six is a big energy with a big job on the planet. Yeah. Are you hearing my birds? Is it coming through? You must be somewhere where there's beautiful wildlife outside your window. (laughs) I'm sorry. I hope it's it's okay. It's fine. Okay. So the entelechy of the four six, I'll read you again from my book. The remarkable four six profile has the possibility to be a role model and leader that impacts a large network of people by living true to themselves. Friendly and generous, their wisdom opens vistas and alters people's thinking. Mm. I'm in excellent company. Wow. Yeah, that's so, so powerful. And it's when when I get that, when it's not just intellectual information, but I get it and I live by that, the impact is profound. Profound. Yeah. You have a big job here. I'm up to it. <laughs> I got yeah, this. You are. You're doing. I mean, it's it's natural. Yeah. And, but to claim it, to claim, it's like that Marion Williamson quote. You know, like to claim our light, to claim your light as this big being that is impacting the world in a profound way. Yeah, I have her uh, her statement just up on my wall, and I always I look over there and and I'll see exactly what it is that I need to hear. We're liberated from our own fear and our presence automatically liberates others. Like I can pick any piece out of that and have boom. And I don't know who needed to hear that, but it was like, boom, there it is. It was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just hearing all of that, do you have a response just in this mm-hmm. moment? Because you've known about your four, six profile yeah. before. Is there anything here right now that stands out to you or opens in you as you what opens inside I do feel an opening um Robin is an incredible beautiful warming presence and she creates this beautiful container to to have this conversation and it just feels so empowering and validating right it's this yeah I do have a big job but you know the creator gave me the energy to do that, to go out, use all your energy. And when I go to sleep at night, it's going to fill my tank back up. As long as I'm taking care of myself, I'm engaged in self-care. I'm living by my design. I can continue to fulfill that purpose, that, that four, six, you know, connector role model. And, you know, those words can be a little intimidating at first. What do you mean? I'm a role model. Oh my God. Don't do what I did. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, the six line in me was really turbulent. I, um, yeah, those first 30 years, I fell on my face all the time. I became an alcoholic and a really good one. Um, nothing in half measures and um, did, you know, I experimented with, you know, way more um, stuff than I even want to mention right here, but it was really turbulent. And like I said, there was abuse and addiction and just, you know, I had to know what domestic violence was all about. I had this really turbulent past. And then there was this beautiful pause where I could just sort of observe life. And then as, as I crossed the 50 mark, I'm going to be 56 this Sunday, um, understanding that role model and bringing that story and that wisdom and that, that light of recovery, like, you know, because you get into addiction doesn't mean you have to stay there. And if you have a pension for choosing really bad relationships where they're abusive in any way to you, you don't have to stay there. They shift. And, and that's what that experimenting with life is about for sure. So would you like to talk more about any of the profile stuff or where would you like to go next, Robin? Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, obviously there's a lot to say on each one of them, more than we could cover here. Um, so I would really encourage people to check out my book on the profiles and learn about your IntelliKey, learn about your, your gifts that you're bringing, because we're each bringing powerful gifts. We cannot underestimate who we are. I mean, I think that's a lot of our suffering is that we have dumbed ourselves down and not really seen the the majesty that each one of us yeah. is. Yeah. There's a lot of suffering there. There is. And I don't that. think we have to live with that suffering. Not at all. No. no. And before we wrap up today, Robin, are there any final words, anything we didn't cover, any message you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Well, the first thing I just want to say is how much I appreciate you. From the moment I got on the call with you, I just felt like the presence of who you were. I was taken aback. I told you I was taken aback by your presence. It's it's quite um, expansive and it's 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 rounded expansive and full of light Thank you yeah so i feel like i'm in the presence of a yeah a, a being a, a being I, I can't even put words Thank to you. it but it's um it's really lovely it's really lovely um I guess what I'm feeling is that you've done a lot of work to let yourself exist or be yeah. here. And that that's the opportunity that we all have to take off the covering, take off the shrouds, take off the stories of who we are, who we should be and step into who we are. And I think that that's, that's really the gift of human design if you if you want to walk that path, it's a path. It's a practice. It's it's not just a, a bunch of information. It's so much more than that. Awesome! So. Thank you so much. I'm a huge fan, and I'm going to tell everyone: get her books, get all of them, read them all. 
they're all great. Um, the next one I'm going to be reading is on the profiles and I'm going to make sure I get a link below today's episode so you can connect with Robin and get her books because they are amazing. They're user friendly. Okay. So if you don't know anything about human design or you know everything, super valuable for everyone interested in human design. So thank, oh, thank you so much thank for you being so here. Much, it's, it's been a thrill to have a conversation. It went by so fast. I'm like, oh, <laughs> guess we should wrap it up. Oh, so again, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Laura. And for you listening, it's been such a pleasure to be with you here today. And if you're interested in finding out more about me and my programs, check out my website, laurajadair.com. I have a special introduction to human design out there. You want to go check that out. If you want to reach today's guest, be sure to check below today's episode in the show notes. I'm going to have some links for you to check out. So until we meet again, my friends, be ever so good to you. <laughs>